Hey there. As always, we would like to begin the episode by thanking some people. People like Nick, Xenolalia, Patrick Moore, Ben Robson, and Jesse Stanchak. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and supported us. Uh, it's a great way for you to get extra content and also a great way to uh, help us continue making these shows uh, like we do. Once again, that's patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are continuing our discussion of Dragon Age 2, um, our modern Bioware RPG. Yeah. 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 Not as modern as it could be. Right, right. But pretty modern. And we're not going to do we're Anthem. S- <laughs> yeah, we're, we're slowly moving up the Bioware. <laughs> Neverwinter Nights do. Yeah. You know, Baldur's Gate. <laughs> this mm-hmm. um yeah no that's probably it uh you know, someday someday we'll do do a mass effect i could see doing origins at some point yeah we shall see uh-huh um yeah we shall see um we're talking about act two today uh the next episode is going to be act three which is shorter mm-hmm. and then the two dlcs which are also um, very short <laughs> yeah which i played for the first time mm-hmm. uh, with this playthrough i had not touched those same uh prior to this so that was uh it was interesting to have this kind of behind me yeah you know Mm -hmm. uh do the uh the complete dragon age 2 also as a programming note uh adaptation decay this month is going to be about the um dragon age web series redemption i believe is what Mm -hmm. it's called the uh kind of tie into the mark of the assassin uh dlc yeah the the dragon age dlc where they introduced felicia day yeah just um just felicia day (laughs) hello i've been transported to dragon age i've been digitized um i was a librarian in new york (laughs) um yeah this it was interesting uh recording this you know the last time i just basically got through act one Mm -hmm. now we're recording it and i've uh beat the game so i have all these like you know final evaluations and kind of thoughts from the the fatigue yeah (laughs) yeah that comes from 55 hours of uh dragon age 2 mm-hmm in my head and some of that stuff does come through in this episode and we'll, we'll talk about it like they're, they're not really generalities but mm-hmm. there are some kind of like you know i i do like this game um I, there are some like weaknesses that keep, became very apparent yeah uh to play and the biggest one and i think this is act two is the one piece of counter evidence to this but um there's there's like a thing in this game where the world that they created uh, is this huge limiting factor for what can be. So every quest, uh, almost every quest is like a bad Templar or a de- bad mage mm-hmm. for the entire game. Yep. 
it's it's kind of amazing. Like they, uh, <laughs> this is the act where we deal with the Canari, which is much more interesting, right? Um, you know, and that that's really cool. Um, but even the side quest within this, there's just a lot of, you know, all the mages are blood mages, mm-hmm. all the Templars are monsters. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a canonical explanation for this um, that we learn that Kirkwall is kind of a haunted city, um, and that kind of comes through in the DLC. We mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit, um, but at the same time, it does mean that. This is like a, a whole town full of single issue voters. <laughs> Just everybody is cranked up to a dumb extreme. Yes. Yeah. Uh, including your companions, mm-hmm. uh, which ends up being kind of a bummer. Like likable empties. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people. Yeah. I think are. Yep. No. So like, and even the stuff that involves the, uh, the actual canary, like th- it's always like a bad mage or a bad Templar behind it, using them to amplify their, you know, to, to, to accelerate basically the conflict that they want to have happen. Yes. Yeah. And then once it happens, they're all whiny. <laughs> what the heck? No. Oh, oh, well, well, well. Just solid, everybody. If, if, if yeah. it isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> actions. Yeah. <laughs> the consequences of my own Anders. The, um, yeah. Uh, so we're, and there's time jumps in this game between every act. Mm-hmm. Um, so now between, you know, this is a rags or riches story in part two, uh, we have a lot of money. We have yeah. a mansion now we, because of uh, we, the treasure from the deep roads. We're, yeah, we're moving on up from low town to high town. Um, you, you have repurchased your, uh, ancestral estate, uh, you know, and um, all your buddies, they're, they're, they're going to be wherever they were. Uh, nobody visibly mm-hmm. ages. Nobody changes clothes until the very end. <laughs> um, it's pretty funny. Um, uh, but yeah, we learned this in the motion comic introduction to the, to this as Varric is continuing his interrogation with uh, with Cassandra. Uh, for me, in you know, because of what happened in the Deep Roads, because I brought Carver, uh, he did survive as a Grey Warden, uh, but we didn't learn that for months. Uh, the Grey Wardens mm-hmm. had left Kirkwall and taken him with them. Yeah. Uh, whereas I just mourned dead Bethany. Right. Uh, I'm here. Uh, the Canari have not left uh, three years on. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that they're waiting on their ship. The reason why the Canari cannot leave or cannot do anything is really interesting mm-hmm. uh, here. Like this, this is the best act of the game. Yes. Um, and has the best quest and the most interesting, you know, it kind of becomes about systems of ruling, mm-hmm. you know, for a second before it just goes back to the X-Men debate right the rest of the the game is about (laughs) i i love the i love the politics in this and i Mm -hmm. love like the you know the like the 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 religion and philosophy the conflict between the kunari and you know kind of this monoculture that exists everywhere that is not the kunari this chantry you know that's that worships the maker and worships um worships andraste right like Mm -hmm. even you know even though the mages and the uh the templars and the chantry seem to be at odds with each other everybody fundamentally believes the same thing and fundamentally kind of believes in this you know at least here in the free marches this kind of mixture between like a theocracy and um you know theocracy uh, uh monarchy and like a little bit of like a liberal democracy like a huge problem that results from this chapter is a power vacuum that the templars fill right yes yeah and that's going to be exacerbated yeah. in act three um as we start off like hawk walks into the viscount's office uh introducing this baldy um he, <laughs> the viscount has received a missive from the air shock requesting hawk by name 
And this is the first request they've made in four years. So they have been the sleeping giant. <laughs> they have been the Balkan powder keg. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dan Carlin. have <laughs> <laughs> uh, So we're going to kind of go through the quests mm-hmm. of this. Uh, we didn't catch on everything. I want to remind everybody, uh, Isabella is missable. Yep. Uh, if you're going to replay this with us, if you just don't, and there's nothing that tells you to go get Isabella. Mm-hmm. Like, you just happen to go to the bar, and Isabella is there. Yep. No, uh, and a, she's a really big part of this act, which I know from the first time I played and from reading about it. I'm very curious um, to see what happens when she is not around, when she's not a factor. It's just a mystery. They still talk about the artifact, but nobody ever talks about, like, it's just this weird dangler. Huh. Like, nobody is ever like, well, we could find the fucking artifact for you, man. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just a mystery. It's just mm-hmm. gone. Weird. She she disappeared. It is so weird that the only mandatory, you know, there are only a couple of mandatory characters in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Isabella is not only not mandatory, but they don't even give you a quest marker to find her. Right, right. Like, it's not like you've heard rumors of this uh, this pirate who is active. You well, know? I mean, Varric introduces you. Like yeah, he does yeah. with, uh, with Anders. You know, I, they I have the just, same home base. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, they even shop at the same store. It, it's It's really weird. And for the entire game, I had this weird, just empty spot in my my roster. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's less satisfying. That's extremely if she had been there. Extremely strange because I did not remember her playing such a big role, which almost makes me believe that I didn't have Isabella with the first time that I played, and it was a mystery, like what was keeping them here. So it's a. Uh... Yeah, it's it's really strange. Well, she and she has nothing to do with the mages and templars. Nothing. Like the act two is her time to shine, mm-hmm. and she I'm involved. And then and then as soon as like you know the the tensions actually come to a head, she's like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, 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 <laughs> there, conver- the, there are conversations that come up between her and Anders when they're both in your party, where he is like desperately trying to get her to take a side. And she is like, mm-hmm. you know, not my pig, not my farm, basically, is, yeah. is what she says each time. Like, she she does not give a fuck about this pretty basic power struggle that pops up in every single civilization in this fucking world. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's 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 a Bioware RPG. They only came up with so many concepts. <laughs> like, and then so everyone has to revolve around those concepts. Right, like you don't have right. the Forgotten Realms to, like, draw on. So, like, mm-hmm. the idea of not having an opinion about one of the two conflicts yeah. that exists in the world is very weird. It'd be like if, if in our world, if there was only abortion and guns, <laughs> everything else was taken care of. Yeah. Every single other thing was, was addressed and you just being like, I don't care. <laughs> let, you know, let people do it. You know, let people yeah. shoot each other and let people abort each other. I don't yeah. give a shit. You let know? the blood flow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> you know, give me something to break. I did it all for the nookie. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> Be like that. Um, yeah. So you can get that cookie. Mm. Uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's go through those, those, uh, those quests here. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let, let's, let's do this. So we did not just get a nice home. Uh, our mother came along with us. Eventually you can invite your romantic partner uh, to live here, mm-hmm. but also we have some shitty comedy relief dwarfs just kind of puttering yeah. around. Uh, they, we have, they show up. <laughs> we have Bodan and we have, uh, we have Sandal, uh, kind of hanging around being our manservants. Uh, Bodan, uh, rushes up and says, Hey, you're paying from the, you know, from the deep roads. You know, we sold the last of the treasure. Here you go. And also, uh, avail yourself of my shitty son to make your materia, I guess. <laughs> and also I live here. Yes. 
I don't no bedroom, please. Uh, I'll, I'll stand. <laughs> yep, I will. <laughs> I will just hang myself by my by, by the neck from the coat rack. I'll, yeah. I, they, I'll, we call it astronaut bunking. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the uh, so we we get our estate. We can hang out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and check it out. There's like little uh, you know, little trinkets from yeah. past adventures we can click on. Um, this is also um, between last episode and this episode. Remember last episode I didn't have Sebastian. Uh, I figured that out. So then my house became flooded with treasure as all of the DLCs loaded in. Yeah. Um, you know, and then a dog. Like I just, I went and I was like fucked around with my origin account and then came uh-huh. home and it was just overflowing with end game items. Yeah. It's, it's your dog. Uh, it dog. is a dog who is here. He, he's always mm-hmm. been your dog. Bark, bark. <laughs> it's, it's very surreal. Um, yeah, but we'll talk about the dog, uh, in the next episode since he's technically a dog loadable content. <laughs> uh and we'll we'll want to talk about that uh very cute uh pupper who's not as useful as i want him to be yeah well you know nothing can be as useful as the pupper in uh in origins yeah origins was a good pupper yeah um so time kind of passes here um aveline comes to visit to kind of wake us out of our our montage stupor mm-hmm. and put us back into an act um because emmerich a templar that we'd worked with before is is hassling her uh, he thinks that the spate of murders in the city is connected. Aveline is skeptical, and you either need to go solve the murders or shut him up. Yes. So that will lead to a main quest called Prime Suspect. I'm going to put that a little bit later in this because that leads to that's basically like the like the mid act um, uh, climaxer. Um, mm-hmm. There's another quest that we can get. Um, we can follow this uh, the, this letter that uh that the viscount uh gave us saying all right well let's go he asked for you know the era shock asked for us by but by, by name um and the viscount mm-hmm. is very put upon like he is one of two people in this that just wants to be left alone which is real funny because you sought out public office dog <laughs> yeah it's, it's not a good good posture for for a politician no no why is everybody mean to me <laughs> um he gets his uh, we, we go it's in proportional. Uh, it's proportional yeah it's proportional like uh we we uh we go and talk to the aeroshock and the aeroshock says that dwarf that we worked for before who wanted their gunpowder mm-hmm. um thinks that he's stolen a recipe for it but really uh that was a decoy that they had that makes a poison gas that doesn't hurt uh kunari but does drive people into a murder frenzy yeah it's the drug from jacob's ladder yes yeah <laughs> Um, and he's, he's letting us know this just as a courtesy, like you're going to want to, to handle this. Like Mm -hmm. that's basically how he says it. Like you will want to know this. Um, but he also wants to know how we handle it. Right, right. He has taken a keen interest in us. He took an interest in me because I have the aggressive tact, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and he just wants to, he wants to see how bloodthirsty I get with this or how decisive I am. But, you know, he has been spending these past four years observing, basically, and kind of passing judgment on uh, not just just, you know, the Kirkwall, but like all non Kunari worshiping humanity. He's well on his way to becoming a Kunari joker (laughs) uh, who judges our society and finds it wanting. I live in your society. (laughs) (laughs) This is basically the, you know, Canary Joker origins is act two. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we have a lead. There is a merchant in Lowtown uh, who was working with this, uh, with with this dwarf um, saying, hey, you know, he's, he's out in the wilderness. If you want to go find him, you know, he he has also made problems for me. Maybe you can get my money back. 
Um, and so we go out the end, you know, we go through the smuggling tunnel, uh, just one of the same dungeons we've been in three or four times before. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get, uh, we get to fight some dwarf mercenary guards, uh, at the very end out in the, out on the wilderness. And our buddy, the merchant is not happy to see us at all. Turns out we have been used once more. Yeah. Yeah. He, we, we killed his guards for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not take the recipe, an elf woman uh, placed the blame on him. Yes, the one who so sent we, us, who sent us on the way. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we have, uh, we can you know spare or uh, let him leave town uh, or kill him. Uh, mm-hmm. I let him leave because you know, I'm not playing as a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go back to Low Town, uh, but the gas is already broken out. They've created yield fantasy uh, gas dispensers mm-hmm. um, everywhere. And you had to fight waves upon waves of, uh, you know, insane citizens while finding little pieces of metal on the ground to close these yield gas dispensing devices, I, I got, Joker devices. I got real like, yeah, I'm glad you said Joker again, not just because anything involving the Joker is funny, but like I got real Arkham City vibes off of this or Arkham Asylum. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, oh boy, scarecrow gas is you know coming out of these barrels. You need to go around the map and uh, and, and close all these up. I just love that like you you pick up these latches off the ground mm-hmm. to do it. So are you like standing there with a power drill? <laughs> like, okay, we're gonna attach yeah. the house. <laughs> like, all right, wait, no, yeah. sorry, my phone is loading up a this old house tutorial on how to how to attach it, <laughs> how to attach a hasp. Yeah, how, how to cl- how to close a Joker barrel. <laughs> um, yeah, th- this is fucking endless. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the encounters in this game are fucking endless, but this yeah. one is fucking endless. And you know, uh, we, we, sh- we should explain one of the things that makes that happen and why it's so frustrating. Uh, when you go into an encounter, the initial enemies are not the only people that you find. Uh, mm-hmm. Many waves will just kind of drop from out of thin air, making it kind of impossible yes. to like tactically plan um, and like, you know, maybe like. You push them into a corner or make sure that something doesn't, uh, you know, take shots at you from behind. Anything can drop in at any time, anywhere. Yeah. And it also, they, everything is so squishy that there is no point in kind of doing tactics. Yes. Um, you know, uh, in this game, that's stuff we talked about in the last episode, but every problem and every strength in this game gets crystallized as it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, like as you go, it's like, wow, I spent a lot of time with Hawk. Like I know his history. Like this is actually... I, I like this character that I embodied because I did all this stuff with him. Mm-hmm. That's something that only happens through going through three acts with this guy. Yeah. Also, uh, boy, am I fucking sick of this system of caves and these endless reinforcements mm-hmm. and this combat engine and encounter design, neither of which is quite deep enough to be worth it. Yeah. I wish it was worth casting a spell or throwing a grenade because by the time what? that animation ends, yeah. everything that I want to yeah. kill will be dead. There's two markers of this game where you can tell how sick of the combat you are uh, or, or sick of the, the mechanics of the game. One is when you stop using abilities mm-hmm. because it because you know, like you said, the other is when you stop picking up loot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, eventually <laughs> I'm just like, I don't care. Like, there's nothing you can give me. Everything is just this the same collection of verbs, mm-hmm. you know, plus plus two percent attack speed plus one dexterity. And the min maxing of comparing that to my plus 20 health, you know, plus 20 attack is no longer fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, constrained spaces, like as you know, Bioware's arc is one of constraining the play space mm-hmm. as they continue as a developer. And eventually, you know, even within this game, it just like the you just see the strings completely. Yeah, or at least I did, where I was just like, I don't want anything. 
Mm-hmm. You know, this game I'm playing on hard. It's not actually hard, you know, <laughs> um, and I don't want to bump it up to nightmare because it's like I'm playing this like, on a deadline. Yeah. And also friendly fire would be a real problem. Yeah. Friendly fire would make this like totally, you know, different. It doesn't feel like a game that doesn't feel like it supports that mm-hmm. really. Um, and also uh, it's a problem if I don't care about what I'm getting. Yeah, like, I don't care about my rewards. Like what? Like I'm at, I, at the end of the game, I had 180 gold pieces. Oh yeah, yeah, and nothing to spend them on. Mm-hmm. It was I, ridiculous. I had already bought all of the backpacks I could get um, yep. in order to make sure that I had as much room as possible to pick up as much junk as possible. Junk that Which I didn't up, need. Yeah, ended yeah. up mostly destroying so I could pick up more items that I didn't really need. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't need nor want. Yeah, you know, it just uh, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to harp on that because, you know, we're going to talk about the content of the quest, but boy, is it a thing. Yeah. Um, as we're doing this, this elf woman appears and says she wanted to use this, uh, this gunpowder to create incidents that they could blame the Canari. Right. Um, so she is a, a religious, uh, person. They're part of this like kind of sect. They resent the Canari for accepting elves mm-hmm. who are disenchanted with their own customs. And she feels that they're harming her culture yeah. by doing that. Um, that like, this is a little bit of a nuance that I didn't really notice or feel the first time I played this because I had not seen this exact argument levied against, um, um, oh gosh, Islam in the real world Mm -hmm. at that point. Like I never, I never saw like the shitty bad argument of like, they're taking over Western culture or whatever. It's like, oh, this person is extra shitty, not just because they did terrible things, but they're bigots. Not that I like yeah. the Kunari. It's just, it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a deeply cynical game. Like nobody yeah. is good mm-hmm. and all of our leaders will fail us and we're powerless to stop it. Yes. Is the message of Dragon Age 2. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, we go in and explain to this the Aeroshock and he basically talks about his, his black pill about the city. Yes. You know, the city is doomed. It's chaotic. It's this pustule admire of people acting selfishly. Um, you know, and this is where he kind of explains like he's not, he does not lacking a ship. He lied. He won't leave until he recovers something that's stolen from him. And then also the most interesting part of this, and I can't remember if it's revealed here or later, mm-hmm. but he can't like negotiate this because that's not what he does. Right. You know, so the, the part of this act that is about criticizing systems of power, that's kind of neat is that like, yeah, Kirkwall is an absolute fucking mess. And, every third person is a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the Canari are so tied by their dogma mm-hmm. that they can't even like negotiate uh, these kind of like reparations for this lost artifact mm-hmm. because we don't negotiate. We're warriors. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, we're, we're stuck. Like, it, everybody's, everybody's role and the avail, the actions that are available to them is determined by the Kuhn, you know, to yeah. the point where, People who are in the queue do not have names. They are just named after their role, which is why you're going to fight a bunch of Stens. You think, okay, yes. Sten, Sten was my companion in Dragon Age 1. Well, yeah, he had that name because, like, he was a soldier in this in, in, in this force, right? Yeah. So they are completely hidebound in this way. Um, additionally, he feels that it is his it is his duty to kind of impose order because what he sees with everybody here acting in their own self-interest is complete chaos that doesn't move society forward. He wants to impose the order of the Kuhn in order to give people, in order to give people a collective purpose without understanding that like very few people here want that. His arguments for like, Oh, I have a mandate to do this is occasionally people show up at the gates wanting to be a part of them. 
Yes. And eventually that's how this comes to a head. Yeah. With some people who come to the gates and that's unacceptable. But it's, uh, you know, it, it's a little under, like all positions are under baked. Yes. This would all be solved if everyone just like sat down and fucking chatted. <laughs> um, yeah. But instead you show up to help people who are ostensibly on your side and you kill dozens of them before they're like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. You're with, you're with so-and-so. No, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. So th- this gets worse, the Canari relations. Uh, mm-hmm. When we go back to report to the Viscount uh, what happened, he has some news. A uh, Canari envoy that visited his office has gone missing. Mm-hmm. So, uh-oh, the Canari aren't going to like that. Yeah, um, this is going to be the start of more violence, um, regardless of what happens. Like, And it was a very narrow window when it could have happened. Basically, the Canari went missing. They never went back through the front door. So it has yes. to have been somebody who was inside the uh, in in the guard, basically. Um, and we need to go find and talk to this guard who was who should have been on duty at the time of the disappearance. Yep, uh, you bring Evelyn because uh, she's his boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag girl boss. Yeah, and uh, gets him to admit that a Templar that was working for the High Cleric paid him to look the other way. Uh, so we go to the Chantry and we meet Sister Patrice again. Mm-hmm. Um, we've dealt with her before with the uh, Kunari uh, Basaras. Yeah, the man, the the, 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 one of those. They've only got a couple Sarah, of syllables. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Sarah Basque, Basque Sirach, something like that. <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the sewn shut mouth guy. Yeah, the mage. And, yeah. yeah, the mage. And Sister Patrice has huge villain energy anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now she's Mother Patrice and she's a huge villain. And she plays dumb about the missing Canari. Um, and you can you can just keep saying, like, we both know you're lying. Like, stop this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, there, we were there three years ago when you attempted to do another false flag operation. Yeah, uh, this to, is your move. Yeah. It's like, it's all you have. And kind of, it, it's pretty sad that you're so predictable. It, it's you. There's a Canari word for you. Like, priestess <laughs> that just does false flags. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Very specific. One of the things I kept thinking about uh, when I was playing was if we still did sketches, like it's been years since we did that, mm-hmm. but how much fun we could have with like hyper specific coon roles or being assigned to podcasters by the coon, <laughs> you know, and just be like, Oh geez. <laughs> Wait, so and then just having that, that worthless danger, you know, like <laughs> tag to it. Like Sarah bosses do. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh God. She, she, she throws her, her, uh, her bodyguard on the boss. She says, it wasn't me. It was Sir Varnell. Uh, uh, yes go look at him go to him please do yes um yeah so sir varnell uh she says like oh he's gotten unreliable as well um if we deal with him it would uh it would it would benefit us both which is probably the most shady way you can do this like here's a tip if you're going to be a villain and if you're going to manipulate someone stick with one story like one reason why this why this happens don't don't say oh he's unreliable uh as a co-conspirator as well because it still it still implicates you if you're trying to get the heat off anyway keep it simple muddying the water yeah 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 uh so he's having this little rally uh he has these little fascist night rallies Mm -hmm. uh, about being racist against the canari um when you head over there um, which is in Darktown, which means there are random encounters on the way to the fucking random encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, but you go there and they have a bound up Kunari who they're torturing. 
you cannot stop him from doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrice goes into a fight. Varnell slits the Canari's throat, and you have to fight him and his waves off. Yeah, this is this is an interesting fight insofar as all the fanatics, just like the regular people who are there, have no health essentially. Yeah. So you can you yep. can clear them with one AOE, but it kind of underlines that these are just citizens and not soldiers who are here. Yeah. Feels you know racist. yes yes they are racist and fascist, but it's like a little like oh geez yeah you weren't prepared for yeah. the champion. <laughs> to M- the champion most races to die in one hit. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the secret. <laughs> they only have one hit point. Most races. Yeah, we haven't heard from Richard Spencer in a while. <laughs> He's been bleeding out for ten rounds. <laughs> um, the uh, so uh, you know you do this. It's a tragedy. It's mm-hmm. sad. Um, you get to the Viscount um, and have him check it out. Um, and you can there's a there's a confusing dialogue thing here, and I forget the specific phrasing of it. But I ended up letting Mother Matrice off or mother Patrice off the hook oh. in an accident. Hmm? Like the dialogue, I didn't mean to like, I, I said something and it didn't, it was a dialogue wheel thing where what I, what it pointed to wasn't what I said. Oh, so I ended up like pinning on Varnell. Like I was trying to make an alliance with mother Patrice and like, I wasn't bothered enough to reload a save, but I was really bothered. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and dialogue wheels in, in video games is a bad way to do this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, um, I like the, I like the big list like this is something, um, uh, that, that I mentioned a little bit back when we talked about the Witcher three, it's, it, you know, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about the Witcher three or the Witcher in general, not just because I realized that a lot of the stuff that is cool about the dragon age setting is pulled from the Witcher. Like great yeah. wardens are just witchers. They go through a ritual that changes them and like makes them mm-hmm. in tune with the monsters and stuff like that. It's actually like really flagrant. Um, yeah, <laughs> in a weird way, but, you know, think back to those episodes, you know, back three years ago or whatever. And I talked about kind of it, it possibly being hard to go back to, I was, I was thinking of mass effect at the time, but I was, you know, cause I was a game that I really enjoyed that is a little bit put in the dust by what Witcher three accomplishes with it. But that also applies here. Um, it's really tough to like to to live in this space that feels so limited compared to something else that kind of eschewed those limitations and ended up singing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of amazing because they're both big developers. Yes. You know, it's not like, uh, there's a, a thing I was, I was talking in the Slack and we were talking about pillars of eternity too, mm-hmm. which I have not, not played yet. I'm interested. It's supposed to be a, an improvement yeah. over pillars of eternity one, but there's an interview where Josh Sawyer is talking about that. And, uh, you know, he was talking about how he, he didn't do fully voiced, you know, uh, uh, dialogue stuff and how that, you know, helped him kind of have that depth. And then Divinity Original Sin 2 came out and was fully voiced. He's like, I totally ate our fucking lunch. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it has the same depth of dialogue that we had, but also it's fully voiced. Yeah. Like you can do that. And that's kind of a comparison as well. Like Witcher 3 to this mm-hmm. or Inquisition and stuff like there are ways to do it it just like and it turns out that the cost of that is is blood you know, not necessarily from larian studios like right. i don't actually i haven't heard any stories about larian being a bad place to work but right, right. in terms of cd project red the cost is blood yeah um and bioware the cost is not getting under ea's skirt mm-hmm. you know um yeah. but yeah it's uh it's it's the Witcher Three is a better game than this. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm just thinking about the dialogue, the dialogue system, and and that compared to compared to this, which is you know not really a tree. It's just like a bunch of little gates with an opportunity mm-hmm. to maybe investigate, um, and then choose like the style with which you want to move forward. And occasionally, you are making a choice 
that is necessarily limited by the three to five words that they can use to summarize that option. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, I did the same thing where I told the Viscount not to try to hide the torture. Yeah. And I was like, no, he'll know. But they, they know everything. Like, they've been watching yeah. me without ever, like, coming up and saying, like, hey, we're going to send a guy. They've got eyes and ears everywhere. Well, and the air shock is a sharp cookie. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yep. Lying will only make it worse. Um, mm-hmm. So one of our other leads that we had at the beginning here was um, Avalyn coming uh, and talking to us about that problem Templar Emmerich. Uh, who's been following mm-hmm. up? Uh, we worked with Emmerich on the case that led uh, the case of the, of the missing wife that led to a foundry where we just found like a bunch missing of human remains. Guy. Missing wife guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where we found a bunch of human remains and uh, the the hand of the wife that had the ring on it. Um, yes. He has actually been continuing to follow the case. He's kind of going full conspiracy theorist, and like most conspiracy theorists in media, he is correct. Um, you go to you, you, you go to talk to him, and he has this suspect that he has been tracing down. This uh, this noble uh, from Orléans named Gascard Dupuis. Um, I love that his name is Gascard, which is just a gift yeah. that you give a nephew. Um, here you go. <laughs> Use this at the speedway. Um, the guard will not help him officially because they think he's a crackpot. But you know this random noble who has worked with him before. We can uh, help him chase this down. Yep. Um, when you go to the mansion, it's full of shades. Again, that limiting factor. Like, I just know this is going to have Carta or demons in mm-hmm. it because those are the two things. No. Um, when we find uh, this guy, he's holding a woman hostage who's asking for help. And he explains they're mistaken. Uh, the woman he's holding is the killer's next victim. He's trying to draw her out. Right. Um, he wants vengeance for his dead sister, who the killer murdered a few years back. Um, what's interesting about this, and I didn't... Uh, weirdly the wiki uh for this game so it is actually kind of hard to research yeah things that i didn't do mm-hmm. in this game because it's entirely focused on min maxing relationship points because yes. bioware um but this guy's story is full of holes mm-hmm. like he talks about how um you know oh the the killer only uh kidnaps people who won't be missed right um and things like that and it's like no like that's that's not true mm-hmm. you know like the 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 person the, the last person was extremely missed mm-hmm. you know like it's full of holes so i ended up trusting this guy as well like it looks like like you did yes um but i think that you're not sp- meant to i think this guy is not in the up and up but i don't know exactly how yeah like he he's definitely shady like he's holding this person against her will like using her blood because this because the the real culprit of this is a blood mage who is using the 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 blood as like a phylactery to track them like mm-hmm. he's not on the up and up i i didn't think that he was involved with the actual murders um so i i, I kind of ignored those holes and took a chance I, I I did too, but I just I don't know what happened if I didn't mm-hmm. because I I couldn't look it up because it was just about whether how much Fenris would want to go down on me. <laughs> Depend, you know, like that's basically what the wiki's about is like yeah. whether Fenris this will increase your 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 getting your your DS points. Yeah, right. Whether Fenris Fenris will remember this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this is the other, the other thing we get is that he always sends the uh, the victim a bouquet of white lilies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when we go back to tell Emmerich, uh, he's gone because he's like, oh, like we got your note. You're supposed to go meet him. Mm-hmm. Why well, was it me? Uh, and when you go there, uh, it's a trap. No. Um, an alley. Uh, there are tons of shades and demons, um, you know, and this might have been Gascard that did this. It may have been the actual killer, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of which uh, one of Emmerich's colleagues is there. 
uh, and is picking up the case. Yes. Heading out to seek Dupuy. Dupuy. Yes. Dupois. So she is chasing him down because he is a he is an uh, a loose thread um, on yeah. this. But uh, Dupuy is a little bit of a, a little bit of a red herring as we get to kind of this mid act uh, climax here. All that remains. I had forgotten about how ghastly this is, Gary. Yeah, this is super ghastly. This is this is good. Mm-hmm. This is a good quest uh, yeah. because it's uh, has incident. Yeah. Um, this is you know so there's a thing. Uh, one of the things that Dragon Age Two does that's a weakness is that it gilds the lily so much for both sides of the argument. Mm-hmm. You know, because everything in the world has to fall in both those arguments. If all of the times you run into a person, they turn into a demon, is gilding the lily. This is the lily. Mm. You know, this should have been the argument that Blood Mage is bad. Blood Mage yes. is bad. Yeah. You know, they they really oversell both sides of the argument, but this mm-hmm. should have been what they did. Yeah. Um. I mean, they they, yeah. they hit they hit the same note an awful lot. Um. In, in that in, in, when they present that evidence, like this entire game to a certain extent, it, it presents mages versus templars, right? And a lot of the quests are like like little pieces, like little anecdotes that the game is hoping will sway you or convince you uh, to have you to, to change your opinion about a systemic problem. And this is, mm-hmm. this is quite literally, Oh, well, what would you do if um, a blood mage had your, had a family member hostage? Yeah. You wouldn't be so kind to them, handle. would you? Yeah. <laughs> it's too slick. Cause it's covered with blood. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, this is literally that. Yeah. Um, so you return to your, your home and Gamlin, uh, your shitty uncle is arguing with Sandal. <laughs> cool, cool thing for, for him to do uh-huh. uh, and he's he's asking where your mother is uh, she didn't show up for their weekly meeting uh, <laughs> and he's not there at the house um you know Bowden says that uh mother is taking a suitor uh who sent her white lilies hmm. and uh for me there had been a lot of time between both these quests oh okay so I, so I remembered it but i was like i had the option to be like oh that's nice for her <laughs> i don't know what would happen then but i was like oh that sounds familiar yeah uh, uh you know, so we had to go track down our mom yeah i got a bad feeling about this um something that i really like and i think heightens this to a good deal i like the performance um specifically on hawk and gamlin as it mm-hmm. becomes very clear that the noose is tightening um yeah and yeah. like okay we're going to continue kind of chasing this trail down but everything is pointing to uh leandra being in more and more danger um yeah you know and yeah. you know at least the responses that that i ended up taking were really panicked and that kind of came across and i don't think that i that would have landed if hawk and leandra were more poorly drawn than they are yeah or hawk or, or gamlin yes yeah yeah, yeah and, and i was i was also doing you know sarcastic hawk i was i was goof boy mm-hmm. but even the goofy options were still panicked and like had the air of making a joke to try to cover up panic yeah, yeah. Which is which is a, a nice nuanced little little tact there in the terms of the performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to Lowtown and there's an urchin. Uh, we bribe him, and he saw your mother helping a bleeding man, and uh, he held, uh, led her away. So we follow this uh, trail of blood to the foundry. Inside, there's a trap door that we missed before uh, when we were searching for the other missing woman. So <laughs> ripped to her, but I guess my mom's different. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get to, get to see the extra mile we'll put in when it's family. Um, mm-hmm. And this takes us to these tunnels below. 
um, including this like weird little makeshift living space uh, with a painting of your mother, mm-hmm. uh, this kind of little shrine. Like this is this is this game batting above its weight class. Like this is cool and creepy. Yeah, and you do fight a bunch of shades here, uh, but in between fighting shades, you actually do get some like environment, uh, kind of environmental storytelling, or at least checking you know learning about a place yeah yeah uh, which is these places are very anonymous otherwise yeah and learning about like his other victims too like you find you find um uh, like letters and stuff that he's intercepted um from 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 these other people you eventually get to him at the end of this um it is this older mage uh named quentin um and yeah we have not seen him before it's not guest guard um and he's rambling about how love is the most powerful force in the universe and very creepily, um, we have seen Leandra. She is sitting in a chair um, in a wedding dress. Um, and the yeah. veil is kind of covering up. She's facing away. Um, and the camera, this is actually really well really well shot, for lack of a better word. To talk, talk about a video game cinematic, um, you know, really dances around making the reveal about whether or not she's alive. Or what, yeah. w- w- what Quentin has done to her. Yeah. Which is uh, strip off her face, yeah, and use it as a mask. He, he 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 cut off her head and put it on top of a flesh golem the, that he had made of these other women to mm-hmm. completely reassemble. So like, oh, this person had her hands, this person had her legs, etc. He's gone around um, in a Silence of the Lambs esque fashion. I forget the name of that author. Um, and has been harvesting Thomas Harris, Thomas Harris in a Thomas Harris fashion. He's been harvesting in order to, in order to to reassemble his wife, um, and bring her back through, um, some of the foulest blood magic we've seen. Yeah. Reassembled wife guy. (laughs) Um, Stop stop having a seance (laughs) with my wife guy. (laughs) Stop. Stop seancing my wife. Um, the, uh, I, I always thought, you know how Harry Houdini's wife, had that seance that she used to do uh-huh. once a year. Do you know about that? Uh-huh. I, was, I was thinking that this is something like a real Moses lack could have capitalized on that. Uh-huh. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like the Ouija board saying date Mo. Um, <laughs> um, no, so I think it's saying date. No. Ah, well, you know, I just yeah, uh, damn it. figure it's worth a shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you have to take him down. This is um, again, I know I keep harping on mechanics, but this is where, my my two-handed uh, assassin style interface with the the lack of tactics in this game where um, I had a skill assassinate and then uh, twin fangs, which was I'd turn backwards and stab a guy yeah. with uh, two knives at once. Um, between those two things, I one-shotted every mini boss. So like every hmm. ma- named mage right. would go down in one. Mm-hmm. Um, that And then maybe like a, just a sliver of health left. Yeah. Um, so these fights where there'd be a powerful support unit um, never worked. I would always just go for the support unit and then mm-hmm. it would just become clean up the grunts. Yes. Um, they would always go down in- instantly. So this guy who is, should be like a major nemesis mm-hmm. just like folded like a fucking umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this. You and know. then you, you had to fight the possessions of the other women uh, who are there who are just demons, which we fought demons before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, mechanically, this is no no great shakes yeah the the story here is great but there's it's not a good climax in terms of fighting no no they're just they're they're just desire demons that are um that are named after some of the people who you you know other victims that you had seen before yeah um 
Yeah. No, I mean, like that, that two-handed, the, like the two-handed rogue build, I, I remember having a lot of fun with that, specifically because the opening gambit was always stun and then do the assured critical attack. And then, mm-hmm. and then, you know, because my stats were so high, like two out of three of every other attack would be a critical, like just enemy oh, yeah. health bars smell like butter, but it does take a little it's bit of the, you know, incredibly empowering. The it just, it flattens the curve so much. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no, there's not a lot of thought to it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, again, I played through this on hard and bumping up the difficulty yeah. and there just wasn't enough. I wasn't thinking enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, it was very effective. Yeah. You know, and it was it was fun in like a tap a tap a tap a masha masha masha, mm-hmm. you know, kind of way. But that only lasts so long. Yeah. Um, so you get to say goodbye to your mother before you die. I couldn't keep the smart ass uh, thing. Like no. it, this caught me in a role playing moment, which was uh, sweet. Yes. You know, because this is, this is some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is sad. Yeah, and you can choose kind of your stance to it. You can blame yourself for not protecting her. You can just say goodbye. You know, you can say you love her um it's a you know it's it's a moment for for as like flawed as leandra kind of was as a character you know kind of just Mm -hmm. the 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 temporary the temporarily embarrassed noble it was never you know it was never in doubt that she really cared about about her kids right what 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 you're saying is she didn't deserve to have her face peeled off and used as a mask for a wife goal i'm taking a controversial stance stance and saying that in this (laughs) instance that shouldn't have happened to somebody yeah in some instances yes right i mean who am i to say right who am i to say like everybody you you live your own life if if you want to take off somebody's face and use it as a face for a wife golem mm-hmm. you know if that's the punishment that that you get hey that's what the state decides yeah yeah but the uh i mean yeah. if, 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 if you don't uh, like it change the law but i mean we've got flash golems to make for our various yeah. wars <laughs> wife <laughs> wars the flesh wars um when later you go back and talk to your shitty uncle uh, and he's real pissed at you. Yeah. Um, he's real pissed and pissed in general. Like, you know, you didn't really do this, but uh, like I didn't play as a mage, mm-hmm. but he's real mad about mages. Yes. That's he funny. even says like, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I, maybe everybody's right. Maybe we should send you to the, you know, send, <laughs> maybe you should be tranquil is basically what he says, you know? Yeah. And I, I didn't, I, I didn't snap back at him because he's obviously distraught, you he's know, grieving. Yeah. <laughs> like you know you're gonna you're gonna find people to blame it's literally part of the process mm-hmm. yeah um and then depending on your relationships uh you can have somebody comfort you um aveline uh, i went and talked to aveline about this and mm-hmm. there's another dialogue wheel fail where uh she was going to tell me a story about her father mm-hmm. and in the on the right, left side of the dialogue wheel there was like just like a tiny little like yes <laughs> uh, where I could say yes, and then on the right were all my normal options, okay, which were all variously phrased uh, things of saying "Don't tell me the story," okay, and I ended up saying "Don't tell me the story," thinking the dialogue would continue, and then I just got like rivalry increase plus five. <laughs> don't don't throw your friends away, Hawk. I'm like, oh shit! Like I wasn't I wasn't trying to do that. God damn it! Yeah, I hate the dialogue wheel. <laughs> I hate Phantom Space Man. Um, <laughs> oh so, gosh yeah uh for, for me yeah. isabella came by because i was pursuing the romance with her because why not you know nothing like you know dipping your wick after a family tragedy yeah this wasn't a fucking and this was not fucking this was like her coming by and like kind of kind of whiffing it because you know her opening up and becoming a little bit more kind of emotionally adept over the course of several years is kind of her arc 
about this. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm here because I know that I need to, and I know this is tough for you, but I don't know what to say. And you can just say, yeah. I pre- you know, the like the right way to get out of that is to say, like, oh, I appreciate the attempt. Yeah, the thought counts. Um, the Viscount sends us another urgent letter because we're the Viscount's personal errand boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seamus uh, has converted to the Coon, and uh, he wants us to talk to us, talk to him. Uh, you know, he wants to encourage his son's idealism, but this is horrible. Like he can't have a son who converts to the Coon, right? Um, you know, yeah. specifically because he has political rivals who are already, uh, you know, not only accusing him of being too soft, but also, you know, because of previous incidents like the one we um, mm-hmm. dealt with in chapter one, people are talking about how the Kunari have undue influence over him, basically yeah. kind of talking about him as a puppet for these uh, for this occupying force that they see. So we need to go deal with this, um, at the very least, find a way, you know, to, to get his son to convert back. Can we do takesies, backsies on a religion, <laughs> on, a, on a conversion? Yeah. Well, well, the protagonist asked me to change my religion. I suppose I should do it. Yeah, yeah. He, later he told somebody else to change their name and they did it. It's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Role-playing games are so fucking weird. <laughs> like, Who, whose name did you change? No, no, that didn't happen in this. I was oh. just thinking about how that happens in Final Fantasies. Oh, right. <laughs> where somebody would be like, my, my, my name is Tifa, but if you can think of a better name for me, that's fine. <laughs> it's like the absolute most beta thing that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> 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 Pretty incredible. Oh, God. Um, yeah, role-playing protagonists are funny. <laughs> um, so we go to the Aeroshock, and he's like, you know, no, of course he came to us. Like, people crave order and purpose. They come to my gate every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which makes sense, because living in this town seems like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, like you if, know? if you're not in high town, literally everything is slum. You've got There's all these flavors like, of slum. Yeah, there's three fucking slums in this town. There's the gallows, <laughs> low town, and dark town. Yep. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> there's the docks. Yeah, yeah the docks are fourth slum. Like the docks are also real scummy. Yeah, like, it's 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 really pretty bad. Like the, the 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 guard. Like really, all that they do is go out and have like you know battle battles royale with. <laughs> With, with basically like just a bunch of like as yeah, more gangs than the warriors are are yeah. out and about yeah every single day like you know somebody wakes up and just sweeps like 74 corpses off the docks yep. from the guards like gang wars that they did yeah. the previous just night. just pushing them into the uh pushing them into the harbor to make an artificial reef bone reef <laughs> <laughs> yep bone reef <laughs> this area that's how that area became known as the bone reef <laughs> Ooh. I'm gonna write I that was down. once a gang, and now I'm an ecosystem. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. fucking awful. Um, and I like this. I, I, I like the distinction because what we call the Kunari, you know, these large horned humanoids, you know, that's not technically accurate. Like Kunari is the name of anybody who follows this, who follows this the religion. One of the DLCs we're going to talk about next week specifically, you know, deals with uh, an, an elven follower of the Kun. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, I like that distinction, um, where, you know, it is not just an ethnicity. It's not just, uh, you know, a a racial thing. These just happen to be people who originated the philosophy who come from a different part of this planet. Yes. 
yeah, a tropical island, as the tooltips tell me. Yes. Um, the Aristoc says that, like, uh, you know, Shemus has already been called away by the Chantry by another letter. You missed mm-hmm. him. And just so you know, if something happens to him, tensions will overflow. Yes. Because the Kuhn, you know, even people who convert are just as precious. Mm-hmm. Um, when we go there, we see him kneeling, uh, but it turns out he is dead. He's yep. not just praying. And uh-oh, Patrice mm-hmm. uh, is there. And she is uh, accelerating uh, this this conflict. Yep. Um, she committed the murder, and she is prepared to place the blame on you as a Canari agent. Right. Um, she, you know, what she wants is for the majority to see how dangerous the Kuhn are and rise up, even if literally every problem that she would be pointing to was created by her in the Chantry. Yes. Yeah. Which is a real Dragon Age 2 kind of tact. Yes. Uh, of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so you fight so her and her men. Eventually the Grand Cleric arrives uh, to shut everything down. Um, you blame Patrice and the Grand Cleric takes your side, yeah. surprisingly. You know, like uh, you can't keep have people stay in their faith against their will. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go get you arrested. And as she's walking away, a Canary Archer, who's just been hanging out, uh, <laughs> shoots and <laughs> kills Patrice. Uh-huh. Um, the Grand Cleric, like, knows this. Like, she's still in the room, but she ignores it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Grand Cleric is, like, one of the most powerless figures in this whole game. It's really funny. Um, and Isn't it's hard. It weird? To, it's hard to tell if that is, I mean... We'll, 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 we'll talk about this more when we are dealing more with kind of the upper echelon of Kirkwall's leadership. But like, this is the most decisive that she ever is when she yeah. when, when she says, you know, the maker gave us free will for a reason. It, you know, d- does not want reluctant worshipers, etc. They can choose their own path, even even if it's wrong. That's the most backbone she ever shows. The rest of the game, it is it is her pointedly deciding not to act. Yeah people begging her to act Mm -hmm. like, Hey, please, 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 please just like try to stop this violence. And she's like, well, as the high Pope, it's not my place to stop violence, (laughs) you know, and just doesn't do it. Like she's, she's trash. Like Mm -hmm. again, one of the themes of this game is like our leaders are worthless and we'll do nothing for us. They're all corrupt. (laughs) Like every leader is corrupt and we have no power about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Do, Do I feel, uh, do I disagree with that? I, it's it's a weird it's a weird tact for a game to have this all encompassingly. Yeah, like to have every leader be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, is very strange, yeah. and have them all be so so be that and be it so hard. Yes, you know. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the the viscount comes to mourn his son, uh, and this also feckless uh, <laughs> Nini. Uh, you know, talks about he cannot be the the leader the city needs. Right, because he doesn't know how to do this. Right. He cannot, uh, he cannot navigate this. Even he has been this, uh, this pawn, right? Yeah. Uh, and it has, it has put uh, his son in danger. Yeah. Tell me about To Catch a Thief, the quest I did not get because they made a plot important character permanently missable. <laughs> it is so. such a weird decision. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, so To Catch a Thief, uh, this only shows up if you recruit Isabella in chapter one. Uh, she will ask to meet um, at, the, at, the, at the Hawk Estate. Uh, you show up and she's here with Aveline, and both of them have urgent requests of you. I've been rolling around with Isabella and Aveline, so I've been kind of like getting get, getting their um uh, the, the the gist of their very combative combative relationship, which usually just boils down to um Aveline slut shaming Isabella and Isabella mm-hmm. calling uh, Aveline a prude, 
eventually it gets a little bit better as they as they start you know kind of begrudgingly respecting each other but it's a little bit one note because you know the game kind of tacitly takes Avalyn's side on that which is yeah. which is a weird a, a weird decision so Avalyn's side of this what she is trying to get you to you know work with her on says hey we have these two elvish criminals that have defected to the to, to the coon we have these uh, these murderers um the people uh they are getting restless it can't be seen that you can get away with anything that you are above the law and beyond justice's reach if you go and join up with this group you know she wants you to go and resolve this issue with the era shock um and yeah, this, so the, this is just to be clear that part i did this is the main so, story yeah yeah that, that part happens the isabella side thing did not pop up right isabella's side thing um you know in chapter one she had been talking about oh you know i'm stuck here i lost my i lost my ship in a storm i am looking for this relic that i had but then lost and this uh this antivan gang leader castion or not antivan rivaldi uh gang leader castion is um you know coming after me is going to kill me um for for losing it i have found out where it is you know this the, 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 this artifact is in the hands of a criminal named wall-eyed sam um and she's real cagey about whether or not she always knew what the relic was like she was pretty you know she always danced around it whenever it came up but in making an appeal to you to you know get you to deal with this before you go and uh you know basically do the end of the chapter she says this might have something to do with the canary you never know she she knows exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you say no, uh, Isabella will leave the party forever, basically because you mm-hmm. left her for dead. Um, I decided yeah. to go and help her get the relic back first because you know the Canari have been waiting for four years. They can wait another you know I'm couple patient. days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I went to Low Town and uh, we find that some Canari. Uh, are waiting outside of a foundry where wall-eyed sam is uh, is held up they're after the same thing that we're after and after we fight them we're like hey what the fuck why are the canari coming after your dude she admits that she's always known what the relic is um this is like the original book by the canari founder uh Mm. this would be like the copy of the quran that muhammad wrote himself some Uh, kind of super bible <laughs> um, so uh it was actually in in, in transit the uh the, the the orlesians were getting ready to give it back to the canari because you know it, it changed hands in the war and they were you know it's like obviously what do we what do we want with this we can give this back to you um it's just going to cause problems she intercepted it uh this is why the canari showed up here uh in kirkwall mm-hmm. Um, and why they couldn't leave. They came here looking for Isabella and uh, and this relic that she had lost, that she had taken and immediately lost. Um, and they will not leave until uh, until they get it back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I hear all this. And because I'm ride or die with her, I say, all right, well, we'll get the book back to save your life. You go inside and while I'd Sam runs away. Um, with Isabella and tow and you end up fighting a group of canari and a bunch of Tevinter mages who are also here looking for the for the book it's a real hot mm-hmm. commodity <laughs> present yeah <Tevinter> mages. <laughs> um and then outside 
um, we find that uh, Isabella's not here. She had chased after Walleye Sam and gotten the book. She left a note saying, "Hey, I left with this in order to save my in order to save my life. I don't want to drag you further into the mess, into this mess. Mm-hmm. So we're fucked." Uh, she yeah. left with the only thing that would stop the Kunari from um, being a real problem for us and for all of Kirkwall yes. in general. Um, yeah. And this will only be redeemed if you have a high enough uh, relationship modifier with her and if you sided with her every time. Um, yeah. Um, I still will go back to that main quest mm-hmm. where we go in with the uh, elven criminals, uh, yes. which happens for all um after the while but let's take a little bit of a, a side jaunt to talk yeah. about some companion quests yeah companion quests side quests secondary quests they're all just kind of like mixed together yeah. in a melange it's all melange um so sebastian i ended up getting this installed the seven dollar and fifty cent companion um <laughs> we talked to him he learns that the flint company the merger's family was hired by a kirkwall family the harrimans uh, who were once thought to be an ally of his, yes. um, also expatriates from um, Starkholm or wherever he's Starkhaven, Stark Raven, a, a, another Starkhaven. another one of these city states like Kirkwall in the um, in the yes. Free Marches. The Free Marches but are this like this one's Ireland. Uh, for all for Alden, it's Ireland. Oh, okay, yeah. Is this one Scotland? Um, Based on Sebastian's accent, it's got to <laughs> be one of them. Yeah, it's uh, it. I, I I don't know specifically which which one it is. I I found um I found like a blog post by somebody who works with uh who works with bioware kind of talking about which cultures map to which um mm. so like ferelden is uh um is specifically like it, 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 oh you know what it might uh stark haven might be ireland because ferelden is um is modeled after england and um scotland so yeah yeah, yeah. but i like, was the, pretty the, sure it was england the free markets are like supposed to be like the the alpine city states so like you know switzerland you know alsace lorraine stuff like that gotcha yeah. Uh, so we go with Sebastian to the uh, Harriman estate and things are weird. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, people are, have all gone crazy. Uh, there's a woman who's demanding more wine from a cask. Mm-hmm. Um, another, uh, there's a servant and there's a guy who's about to pour molten gold on a servant's head. Never seen uh, that before. It's like an honorific. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's like, oh, maybe I should do it. Maybe it's for me. <laughs> um, and guess who it is? Uh-huh. Can, can you can you guess what the cause of this is? If you um, said it was fade demons, yeah, you're right. A hundred percent of the time in this fucking game, yeah, yeah. because of course it is. You always throw a rock because this game always throws yeah. uh, always throws scissors. <laughs> yeah, always throws scissors. Uh, so the basement uh, is uh, full of demons. Yes. Yeah, um, the, 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 the matriarch of this family, Lady Harriman, uh, when you go down there, she has been working for um, and appealing to power from a desire demon named Allure. Yes. Yeah. Um, the demon turns uh, to you and starts making offers like, oh, you know, Sebastian, you're, you've always been jealous of your brother's claim to power, etc. Um, you know, and you can uh, entertain this, but if you don't know not to make deals with demons... Uh, by this point in Dragon Age, I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, so you get maybe a it'll be different for me. Yeah, this time, yeah, rip, rip to you, but I'm different. Um, <laughs> after you uh, beat them, um, the daughter shows up and apologizes. Yes, uh, or not the daughter, uh, rather Miss Lady Harriman. She's like, oh, you know, or no, it's the daughter. Like, yeah, it's fl- did that. Fl- fl- Flora is her oldest daughter. She was the one I think who was yeah. making demands of the wine cask, the one you didn't kill. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, she's like, oh, you know, the demon did it. I'd like to make things right. Um, we talked to Sebastian and Sebastian, uh, back at the Chantry, he's mad because the demon was right. 
um like i am kind of a dick yeah like um, you know i just uh i i have you know i i'm only half committed basically um i'm you know I, I should be the one who, you know, I, I believed that I should be the one who ruled the, who ruled Starkhaven, but also I, you know, found myself in the Chantry pretty much because my family forced me there. She dangled the power and I almost took it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is where you can, you can gain him as a permanent companion. Yeah. Uh, here, cause he's not, he can't be your companion in act one. You can just do a little quest for him. Mm -hmm. You can recruit him here. And I think this is where you ask whether he should go back to Starkhaven or is that or is that next act yeah um I, I believe that's i believe that's here um yeah he's like you know should i stay in the chantry what like i want to or should i go back and rule as a prince yeah and like i just met you dude i don't fucking care <laughs> um i i just you know you sound like you want to stay in the chantry so do that and yeah he said, thanks he, and i got friendship points with him and then he vowed yeah. to kill me at the end of the game <laughs> Because cool. I didn't want to kill my healer before the last two bosses. <laughs> so, because that's the kind of game we're, we're dealing with here. If I, if you don't want to sacrifice for the final two bosses, mm -hmm. uh, there uh, a whole country dies. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, that discussion uh, that you can do um, is part of like a quest line that pops up in each of the uh, each of the chapters for each of your um, for oh, each of yeah, your companions. The, the questioning beliefs. Yeah, questioning beliefs. The game does something very strange, which is like individual conversations with your companions will have just a whole quest associated with them where the quest is go talk to them and see the scene and like make a choice with them that will affect your relationship score. So like yeah. that discussion about, you know, kind of guiding his future or providing a, you know, a gut check. That is one of many discussions that you're going to have with most of the other people. As long as your friendship or rivalry is higher than 50 uh, with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that uh, I just like talked to him right after this. Yeah. And I was like, okay. He was like right there. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so Varric's companion quest here is called Family Matter. Uh, uh, kind of a dangling thread from the Deep Roads expedition uh, back at the end of chapter one. Remember that Varric's brother, um, Bartrand, one of the partners in the expedition, once he got a hold of this of this idol down on one of the tigs down in this uh, vault in the Deep Roads, uh, he tried to commit murder. <laughs> he, mm -hmm. he, he locked us in. Um, and so uh, he's been missing. Varric has uh, has sworn vengeance and he has heard he's, he's gotten tell that Bartrand is back in the city in this mansion in, in, uh, in, in Hightown. And we agree like, hey, we should go and uh, discuss, quote unquote, uh, his betrayal. Uh, Varric wants mm -hmm. to shoot his brother with a crossbow. Yeah. Yep. Uh, very much so. Uh, so you go, cause I'm ride or die with Varric. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you get there and he shows up on his, on his own, um, and basically does Scarface. Uh, huh. <laughs> like shows up and he's, you're, it, this is, this is pretty cool. I'm glad they don't do this trick more than once or mm -hmm. they, they only do it a couple of times in the yeah. game. Yeah. But you're know, remembering that this is a, a story that's being narrated by Varric. He makes himself a real badass. Like mm -hmm. you're shooting a bunch of guards. Everyone's getting one shot. <laughs> All your shots become explosive, and they're just endless, endless guards mm -hmm. that pop out um, as you do this. And uh, eventually, Bartrand, uh, Bartrand shows up, and he's he's begging for his life. Yeah. And then uh, Cassandra's <laughs> like, "Well, that did, that didn't happen." Yeah, and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> 
Well, I, I love this because you know it's it's Bartrand and Bartrand's you know with Bartrand's voiceover, um, saying like, "Oh no, you're oh, right. you were always How, the best brother. Yeah, you were always yeah. the best brother, but you know, of course, mother always loved you more. Like just to just completely." you know completely obvious um and i love yeah. varick's balls to uh to get to play this up also because it doesn't fucking matter this has nothing to do with the champion really <laughs> um so the way thing really happened is just a dragon age 2 dungeon <laughs> yeah uh, it's 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 the mansion biome um it, it's you, you got you got spirits and stuff specifically uh the the, the guards here they're all crazed um, and we find evidence that they have been force-fed lyrium. Yes. Yeah. Uh, including Bartrand's valet, uh, Hugin, uh, who who shows up and, and uh, says what happens here. Um, yeah. Bartrand was driven crazy. You know, he started being able to say he heard the song of the lyrium even after he sold it. Yeah. Um, so he returned uh, to Kirkwell, Kirkwall with his men in order to re- reacquire the idol, which he sold. Mm-hmm. Which is foreshadowing for the endgame. Yes. Um, and uh, he just says, like, hey, you know, whatever we find in Bertrand's study, give it a merciful death. Yeah. And uh, it's Bertrand and his men. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bertrand has gone full, you know, the one ring, like full, full golem. Yeah. And that's just something that dwarves do in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, like, are particularly susceptible to, like, treasures made out of lyrium. And it's kind of annoying because it's basically the same as blood magic. Like, so, so yeah, <laughs> everyone is susceptible to this stuff too, though, because we're going to run into Templars mm-hmm. who are lyrium poisoned and one big Templar who's super lyrium poisoned. Right. Like it's all, it is basically the same as blood magic. Like everything is a corrupting force everywhere. Yeah. You know? Um, so, woof. um, if you have Anders with you, when you're talking to him, uh, he can clear Bartrand's head for a moment and he expresses horror and revulsion. He asks for help and you can decide to kill him. Uh, this is really interesting. If you, um, if you cleared his head, then the, you know, the Varric plus points response is not to kill him. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't, if he was just a raving maniac, uh, Varric doesn't think there's hope. Yeah. And if you decide to spare him, you'll, you'll get rivalry points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, you know, if you decide to spare, if you decide to spare him without hearing that um, Bartrand was repentant, it appears that you are not merciful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, which makes sense. I'm happy that they flipped that based on the available information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we send him to some healers uh, and then we're going to try to track down the idol uh, Mm -hmm. so we can warn its new owners. (laughs) If only. If only. (laughs) Uh, no warning will happen. We actually just literally forget about this. Yep. We don't try to track down shit. Uh, there's a there's uh, a minor there's a minor side quest in uh, in chapter three that deals with like a fragment of the uh, of the lyrium idol. Uh, but it's it the is, whole thing. No, Are you no. About the one where you go back to the house and do the same thing we just did. Yeah, and it's haunted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. Like, <laughs> no, I know, but like, with, like tracking down the idol so it doesn't yeah. drive people crazy. It's something you explicitly say you'll do and uh-huh. then just don't do. Yep. It's a big whoopsie um, doodle on our part. If if only the hero of Ferelden had done that, mm-hmm. then what could have been avoided? Yeah, our hero of uh, Kirkwall, champion mm-hmm. of Kirkwall. Yeah. Um, mirror image is Merrill's uh, side quest, which I kept going back and doing this, but I never had Merrill in my party. Oh, uh, I did not have a, a place for her really. So, 
um i kept doing these things but it just always felt very disconnected from it yeah yeah i didn't have a place for meryl at my party either so it was a little bit like she was just a regular npc that i was yeah. that i was meeting who was like I was a well-wisher in that I did not wish her any particular harm, even though she is playing yeah. with some of the most dangerous stuff imaginable and seems really blasé about it. <laughs> her uh, her story arc is really fucking dumb. Um, I, I spent some time on the uh, Dragon Age 2 TV Tropes page, mm -hmm. um, just kind of trying to shore up stuff that I missed. And the debates, like Bioware, man, like the, the debates that people are having about the relative merits of these characters and whether yeah. they're good people or not is is fucking wild like mm -hmm. these huge flame wars that's really back funny and forth about like well she doesn't understand your culture she was yeah. raised in an alienage she doesn't know <laughs> you know like people just getting very mad about her dallying with blood magic and well, that being acceptable and like uh it's really uh, funny because like i don't know it seems pretty clear what her whole thing is which is she is extremely naive she is putting her curiosity above everybody else's like legit concerns and never suffers the consequence for it. She is an absolutely evil person based on her actions, but it is disguised by the fact that she is charming, right? Like, like yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, she, it's not, it's not something she's doing intentionally. It's just, nobody looks at her and sees malice in what she is doing. Right. So like yeah. I, I I I like her as a like as a character. I think that that is like a cool trick, but I do not see how there is any argument that she is not like an absolute force for evil. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you if you enable her, right? Yeah, and and the way her quest ended for me because I was pretty dis disinvested mm -hmm. was kind of incredible. <laughs> just like, well, okay, I'll kill the whole clan. Yeah, and same. nothing comes of it. Sure, <laughs> yep. yeah, sure. Um, you know, fine. Uh, so she calls you to her house and she wants to show off something that she, uh, found, uh, from the forest, um, from the first game, which mm -hmm. is this magic mirror called the Alluvian. Yeah. So, you know, in the old Elvish empire, it spanned so much of the world that they, in order to communicate and even to travel, they had these, um, Alluvians, these magic mirrors. Um, and this was a major factor in the Dalish kind of spoke of the first game like that is the thing that let the demons through that corrupted their forest right mm -hmm. uh she has this and she has been trying to rehabilitate it yes um this is why she left the clan mm -hmm. uh the the clan elder thought digging this up and restoring it was horrible but meryl's like no i can do it yeah and also elvish history is important mm -hmm. um you know again because everyone is a single issue voter in the <laughs> right um you know the mirror won't function uh, so Meryl thinks that we need this tool from her clan to finish it. Right. And we go speak to the elder, uh, and the elder doesn't want to do this. Obviously, nope. like she's trying to get Meryl to, to see the light, but Meryl's like, no, no, I evoke an elvish, elvish right. Every elf has the right to claim their history if they can do a favor. Yep. <laughs> uh, which is very <laughs> and, funny. And their history could be the one tool that lets them put together an apocalypse machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah who, who gives a shit as long as you go run this errand for yeah me. i you know I, i'm more concerned about the elvish past than the elvis present or future so yeah <laughs> yeah so so let me grab you a soda and then i can do whatever crosses i want <laughs> yeah. i'll pick you up from the airport as long as you let me detonate this nuke <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh fuck yeah so um <laughs> marathari the keeper her hands are tied 
So, uh, he says, all right, they're well, extremely not. Yeah. I just, I just want to clarify that everyone's a fucking idiot in this game. Yeah. She's, um, she's saying, yeah. all right, well, we, we, we've been losing some hunting parties up in the cabins or cabins up in the caverns, uh, at the top of Sundermount here, um, to this, uh, to this monster called a Vartaral. Um, you can go up there and, uh, and deal with that. We're squaresies and you can take away the special knife. So was she, was she thinking that the Vartaral would kill us? And that's why she gave us something so easy or what? Maybe I've, I've got no idea. Like that would be if they had, if they had her express surprise and like, okay, you realize you're going to die. Right. Express surprise that we like went after it, but I don't know what the fuck of Alterall is. And nobody, nobody in, in (laughs) universe like, you know, pointed out and said like, oh yeah, this is actually like a really big deal. It's like a um, death claw or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I think a codex entry pops up, but right. not until after you kill it. Right. Um, so you go in the cave, it's full of undead. There's no real reason for there to be undead here. We're fighting a fucking Valtorol, but mm-hmm. like, why not? Um, and we run into this elf named Pole, uh, who's initially glad to see us, but when he sees that Meryl's with us, he runs in fear. Right. Uh, because they've been spreading uh the keeper's been spreading stories about Meryl. Yeah. Uh, I.e. telling the truth about what she wanted to do, and Mary, you know, and and Paul is running away, saying, "Do you know what she is? Do you know what she's going to do?" Yes, um, and it's like, yes, I don't care. She, <laughs> I just go get experience from her once an act. I don't. <laughs> I'm just here in case somebody leaves me in the end game. Yeah, like, and I need to take her with me if I need a fourth body. Uh huh. Um, and we fight the Vertral, which is a, a proper boss. Yeah, uh, they're rare in this game. Um, it's this gigantic, like four-legged spider thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it summons spiders. Yeah. Um, it, it does the, the boss Dragon Age 2 boss move, which is every third of its hit points, uh, pop up and go into the air and then summon ads. Yeah. Yeah. Tiresome. Yes. This was a long fight. Uh, this is one of the first fights where I like ran up against my mana and stamina cap. Yeah. Yeah. When you pop one of those potions, you know, it's a big deal. Yes. It almost never happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, has a lot of HP. Um, the spiders have the ability to like web you and slow you down. Uh, this was only barely, uh, um, countered by the fact that I had Anders around casting haste, uh, pretty much Mm -hmm. at every opportunity whenever, whenever it was available. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, pole, uh, he ran straight into the jaws of this Vartaral, um, instead of, uh, you know, running out of the cave, like he would rather have died. Rather have died at uh, this thing's hands, um, and Meryl is, you know, horrified at this. Why would he make such a dumb decision? What has Meritheri been saying about me? Um, yes. And you can go back down and, you know, to, to, to get the knife, and, you know, Meritheri says, oh, you know, Pole is terrified that you're going to bring corruption in, into the clan because of this mirror. Everybody is terrified of you. You're an existential threat because of what you're pursuing. Like, it, just because you're away from us doesn't mean your actions don't have consequences here. Yes. Um, and you have the choice to give her the knife or not. Um, I give her the knife, but if you don't, nothing happens. No. Just like, it is definitely, she's, you know, going to summon demons and shit, but like, there's nothing that's going to stop her because yeah. once you're on this train, in this game, you're on this train. <laughs> right. Um, I gave the tool to Meryl because I didn't want to um, have the next, but basically I did not want to sever the rest of this quest line. I, I guess if you don't give the knife to her, the next one still opens up. So yeah. Yeah. Nothing changes. Yeah. 
Um, a real high point in this. Love um, this. You know, flavor-wise, not mechanically. Mm-hmm. Like, mechanically, this is really dumb. I think this would have been a really good opportunity to have a combatless quest. Agreed. You know, I don't know why this game is so scared of doing that. Like, we talk a lot about the insecure Dungeon Master problems yes. yeah. on the show. This game definitely has that. Um, but this is very sweet. Um, the Long Road, Aveline's uh, companion quest. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants you to pass a note essentially to Donick, uh, the guard <laughs> that we save from ambush in the first act. Right. And she's like, don't look in it and I won't tell you what's inside it. Yeah. Like just, you know, no questions asked. I need, you know, I need you to do me this favor as a friend. Of course you can ask questions and she gets cross with you about it. Yeah. Um, God, this is, this is so charming. It's really good. Like yeah. this is really, really sweet. <laughs> so you go and you make the delivery and Donick's like, uh, okay. Like, I like I know you, you're Avalon's friend. Why are you handing me something? He opens it up. Um, and inside this package is uh it's a copper relief. It's like a little carving. Um God, I love how literal this is. It's a carving of marigolds. And I love the way that he says this. So yeah, it's marigolds, and I can tell because it's labeled marigolds. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> As though he wouldn't understand what kind of flower it was. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, when, you know, when you go back and talk to Aveline, she's like, well, I thought that was really clear. Like metal mm-hmm. is strong, copper ages well, flowers are soft, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so she's like, okay, well that, you know, that didn't work post next week's patrol and then check and see their reaction. Mm-hmm. Why, uh, why do I need know? to do your job? <laughs> you can ask her yeah. and just like, I just like, they, I can't be around. I need to see what they honestly think about, about what I've done with who goes where <laughs> on their job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and you go you go and put it up and everybody's pissed off because um donick has been assigned to watch high high town square um mm-hmm. which is just a make work job like it's literally just a place where you put somebody who's useless because nothing will happen um donick is furious at this because he's been chasing down you know some coterie stuff happening on the docks and everybody's looking at him like oh so you know who's <laughs> like what did you do like who have you been sucking up to to get the uh to get the cushy gig like it, it yeah. sucks yeah and he hasn't been doing anything um Evelyn did this because uh to keep him safe mm-hmm. it's just her kindness like give him a good good job yeah. here um you have in the notes here isabella will force it out of Evelyn. yes you admit that she's sweet on you can do that yourself as well mm-hmm. um here uh and she says you know i'm like okay and i kept saying like just tell her tell him you know, and she she won't do it. She's like, well, invite Donnick to the hangman. Um, I don't want him to know he's being the captain. Say a lot of people are showing up. Yeah, it's like a work. So thing. you just kind of show up and go like, we're having a party, Donnick. Yeah. Come hang out with my weird companions. Yep. Come hang out with a blood mage, an abomination, <laughs> a slave. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, come, come hang out with my weirdos. Uh-huh. And uh, you go and the, we just kind of sit uh, and awkwardly have drinks where nobody else shows up. Uh-huh. Well, you see um, Avalon Aveline... walking in in the distance and then, and then turning away. Walking away. It's very cute. Yeah. Um, and Donnick thinks that you're sweet on him. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, yeah. even, even if he if even if he was interested, I was playing a female character. But even if he was interested, like, oh, I need somebody who's a little bit more direct. Like, even says, like, yeah, you played this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when you talk to Aveline about this, she's really flustered. And she's like, I'm only comfortable if I'm on patrol. Mm-hmm. And you can be like, well, it's time to go on patrol. Yeah. So uh, they're going to go on, uh, go to the Wounded Coast, and you need to do all the fighting Mm -hmm. so they can just talk. Yeah. Um, Spoiler, this doesn't work either. Uh, (laughs) They just walk. 
they just walk um you know down this uh down this suspiciously quiet path having awkward conversation i love this line that avalon says oh it's a real nice night for an evening a nice night for an evening is really good. There's also a part where she talks about asking what his favorite part about making swords is. Uh-huh. Like of the process. Yep. Uh, She's just, really walk, just walking through. <laughs> like, and then just you talking do. about blades. Yeah. yeah. It's really cute. Yeah. Um, you know, eventually you show up there and you just, you can, you can force the issue mm-hmm. here and he leaves and Aveline is in, incredibly uh, mad, you know, like you fuck this up help me come with a plan to stop the damage yeah yeah um when you do though donic shows up and he's like you know i need to talk to the captain and then we overhear them giggling and fucking in the office yep yeah well like once he actually learned okay like yeah no i like you too the feeling is mutual you don't need to do all the stuff like just you know you can be you it's it's fine um and then avalyn you know thanks you you know, like then some time passes and she comes out and it's incredibly sweet because, mm-hmm. you know, you had helped her move on. You know, remember, this is the this is the woman who lost her husband at the beginning of the game. And she has spent several years mourning and really just burying herself in her job to the point where she kind of forgot herself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's incredibly sweet and, yeah. and well, well presented. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not super deep. It's not. But it's not. Uh, it fits the scale of the game. Mm-hmm like really well like it's not about saving the world yeah you know it's not about these big philosophies it's just helping her learn how to date again it's very cute love it um so uh descent is our anders quest Uh, we go meet anders in the clinic uh clinic and uh explains that the chantry is working on a plan to make all mages in the city tranquil within three years Mm -hmm. even those who pass their harrowing uh, then the, I think this, doesn't this lead to the tranquil solution? Yeah. The that's, second half of this quest. It, yeah. It, it's that, that's in poor taste. It really. Yeah. And they like, the, it's, it's capitalized and everything mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, it's a little much. Um, I, it's a, I think in the Slack, we were talking, you know, obviously the major Templar thing keeps popping up and, right, right. and talking about this and, and it's kind of real world parallels and stuff. And there's an argument to be made that there are not. You know, these are all just made up things, yeah. but then the game keeps doing this. Mm-hmm. Like the game, you know, yes, like in real life, there aren't mages and abominations and stuff. The game explicitly yes. wants us to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it, like it is it is drawing it is drawing the parallel for you and also like in a super messy way. So, you yeah. know, the, 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 uh, just in case it needs to be spelled out, the tranquil solution, an allusion to the final solution, Hitler's plan to establish the Reich, you know, and uh, eliminate every Jewish person uh, through the Holocaust. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, we already have kind of a stand in for a homelandless, ethnically persecuted group in this, which is the elves. To also yeah. draw that, you know, to draw that explicit, to draw that explicit comparison to, you know, onto mages as well, like really muddles things in a way that makes it just a, even more of a disservice than it already is. Well, and you, you can see what they're going for because they need to make something big enough to balance the scales with, uh, you know, assembled wife mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like they need they need to show like, okay, but also like you know, blood mages are bad because of what they did to your mom. Mm-hmm. But these guys are gonna do literally a Holocaust yes. uh, kind of thing. And it's just so much. Mm-hmm. They could have you called know? it literally anything else, and it still would have been horrifying because, you know, 
the tranquil process is an analog for lobotomies, which is fucking terrible. You know, yeah. like it, it, it could have been called something else. You know, yeah. the, the, the trankening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so much like Anders, uh, instead of this being the work of all Templars, it's the work of one Templar. Yes. Named Sir Elric. Um, and we learn that Anders has been working on this resistance group trying to slow this. Uh, Anders, Anders has a very developed life outside of your adventure. He does in a way that a lot of the, uh, like in a way that every other companion doesn't with the exception of Avalyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have jobs. Yes. Um, everyone else doesn't like, mm-hmm. um, and it, you know, he's the, the most important character of the game. Yep. Like sets off the thing. So, uh, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you go and you, uh, you find some tunnels they go to the gallows, you go to the gallows. We see Sir Alric uh, menacing a young mage who's trying to escape. And she's like, I'm just innocent. I haven't done anything. <laughs> I, he's like, you're all, none of you are innocent. You'll all yeah. be made tranquil. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love the, uh, I love the dialogue here because they forgot to, they very clearly forgot to do like a proofread pass to, to make sure they didn't use the same construction. Because at one point he says, you know what happens to mages who lie, who lie to me. And then later he mm-hmm. says, you know what happens to mages who tried to to escape <laughs> like, i have to know a lot of things about mages yeah, now, right? I mean, like Jesus. i just man so i know what happens in all of these instances all right yeah, fucking yeah, chill okay. dude okay fucking source book dude <laughs> um so we can't really talk to him uh because justice pops out and starts yeah. the fight right out of uh anders mm-hmm. and uh we kill them um this is meant to uh, you know justice turns to the mage girl afterwards and says that the Templars uh, hold, have a hold on her. Mm-hmm. And we're like, whoa, 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 buddy. No, you know, no. Like, think about how this absurd this would save. be. Yeah. Like, yeah. you cannot kill the person that we came here to save. What is the point of this anyway? You know, if literally anybody who has ever acquiesced to a Templar demand for short-term survival is an enemy, then who isn't? Like, <laughs> this yeah. this sucks. You need to, you need, you need to stand down. Yes. Um, you can, you can talk him down if you have a good enough friendship as well. Yeah. Uh, this, I think otherwise you have to fight him. Uh, and then he, he passes out. This happens again later in the DLCs. Yes. Um, so afterwards he flees, you go to the clinic and the, and, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, man, thanks for sticking, sticking by me, uh, with this, with this justice thing. And you're like, yeah, that was fucked up. Stop doing Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know, like Um, you're not doing mages any favors by being this out of control by being a literal abomination if you want to be useful um then maybe uh get, get a handle on it please yep and he does not nope um moving <laughs> on to inside job yeah um this is part of the, uh, the mine quest our uh, our yep. buddy hubert the Orlesian mine owner um mm-hmm. you know says like hey some people are stealing some uh, some goods from us um we believe that it is uh it is someone named sabine uh, who claims to be from Lothering is talking a big game about having grown up with you. Yeah. Uh, so we, we go to where he's being interrogated here and they're just beating the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get him alone. Like I was playing as a good guy Yeah. Uh, here. I didn't want him to be tortured and killed. Um, he talks about how, uh, you know, he used to have everything, but now he's miserable and poor in Kirkwall. Like he has yeah. to basically get ahead. Like this is you. Right. You know, last act. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he doesn't want his family. He's like, I don't care what happens to me, but I don't want, I need my family to be left alone. Mm-hmm. You know, if I admit what happens uh, to them, they're going to die. And I'm like, no, 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 we'll, we'll take care of your family. You're going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you, you know, my, my stance on this was you need to be held accountable because you got people killed. 
right? Think about their families mm-hmm. or whatever. But I said, you know, like, yeah, we'll make sure that your family is taken care of if you just confess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells where the next ambush site is. Um, you can send this guy to jail or have him murdered or let go. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you arrive at the ambush site, it's too late uh, to stop the murder. But the consultant recognizes uh, one of the men right. who killed as part of the coterie. This guy named Brecker. Um, taking jobs against Hubert despite being up on his payments. So it's yeah. organized crime shit yeah. uh, and a big fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this consultant at least says, hey, go ahead and meet us in the Undercity, um, you know, to, uh, to, to, to take on Brecker. But when you get there, she's dead. Um, this other yeah. Coterie person thinks that you committed the murder. Um, and I say, oh, Brecker obviously did this. And the Coterie says, we'll take care of our own. And that's the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. The The Coterie crime stuff in this never really blooms right right we never like say. there's no like personality really associated with the coterie like there is uh with pretty much any other faction or ideology you know mm-hmm. like we never like meet the coterie leader um fool's gold uh is an excuse to reuse one of the biomes they don't reuse that often mm-hmm. uh a dwarf named yevin is in high town uh when you approach he yells for you his three sons followed in your footsteps inspired by your adventures to go to the deep roads <laughs> and haven't come back yeah, they hold uh, you, you know, responsible for, yeah, be, for being a folk yeah. hero. Yeah, I fucking guess. Yeah. Uh, when you go in there, um, we find uh, the younger uh, two brothers, and we find out from them that the older brother became obsessed with finding the sword called the Heart Drinker, um, and he locked his brothers in there. Mm-hmm. Heart Drinker, um, Love Stinker. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, and you uh, you get out. Um, you can expose the brother oh, at yeah? this point. Yeah, if you, if you want to, and tell him that, like, because uh, the older brother will escape if you do, if you save him. Okay. And then uh, he'll show up there in front of the father, and you he wants you to keep it a secret. Hmm. Um, he offers you money, and I said no, and I exposed him, and then he got <laughs> disowned in front of me. And he's like, thanks a lot. You'll you'll not hear the end of this, and then I did hear the end of it. That's really weird, because uh, I didn't find him alive. Like I, I, I found his body and broke the news to the to the dad, and it was literally just quest and no lesson. No, yeah, I I, uh, I managed to uh, to to get uh, him responsible. Okay, get him disowned. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, um. Nothing really came of it, though. It's like you. I don't think you missed anything. <laughs> right. You know. It just weird. Just a, a little family that you do not mm-hmm. uh, ever uh, see or get involved with again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, but a family that you uh, do see again, uh, Fainreel's crew um, for this quest, Night Terrors. Fainreel was uh, was a mage who you helped escape. Uh, this was the half-elf who you sent to live among the Dalish. Uh, was one of the possible ways that that could be resolved. Uh, Fainreel's mother writes you a letter saying, hey, come see me in the alienage. Uh, this is terrible. Fainreel is in a coma. Um, this is a thing that happens to mages uh, who are susceptible to demons. Um, when they fall into the, you know, when they fall to sleep like this, they're exposed to the fade and they can be taken by these demons in their, uh, in their dreams. What she needs us to do is go into the fade through this ritual conducted by the, the, the Elvish keeper by Marathari, uh, and rescue him from whatever demons are keeping him, um, in this, uh, in this trance. Yes. Uh, so we talked to the keeper, uh, and she says like, okay, we'll do it. And then pulls you aside and goes, actually, he's <laughs> we need to ice Samanuri. this fool. <laughs> yeah, ice this fool. He's a Samanyari, which is like a dreamer. Uh, if he became an abomination, he'd be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. We have to kill him. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
And I'm like, cool. You know, <laughs> okay. it's like, you know, make him, if you kill him in the fade, he'll become tranquil. If you die in the fade, you become tranquil in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. <laughs> so I, I love, I love the keeper's whole posture in this. Like, don't worry, we'll find your son. Turns to you. All mm-hmm. right, put on your corpse handling gloves. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly that. Yeah. Um, you go in the fade, uh, which companion did you take matter? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they'll be uh, taken over possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up taking uh, Aveline. Um, what's his name? Fenris and Anders. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when you come in, Anders gets taken over by justice because he's in the fade, but he's mm-hmm. not in a rage. He's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. He's here. Uh, he He's here on his time scale. So he's not just showing yes. up whenever, whenever there is a, uh, you know, a, especially flagrant um, abuse for him to address with magical violence. Yes. Yeah. Um, I brought Anders. I saw that as well. I had Aveline and I also had uh, Isabella, um, which uh, which plays into one of these scenes here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the first demon that I find is the sloth demon named Torpor, uh, mm-hmm. who attempts to make a deal. But I'm like, I'm going to stop you right here. We're not going to do this. Um, ended up fighting him. Uh, so I do this, not know uh, who is making a deal with him. Go ahead. If you make a deal with him, this is actually like a third way option. Ooh. OK. Uh, for this. Um, which I also didn't do, but I did it my first time. So I have vague memories of this. Um, but I think he, uh, he, it's basically like, he's going to hermit crab into Fenriel, but since he is a sloth demon, all he wants to do is like be lazy and not take over the world. So it doesn't make him an abomination. It makes him like chill. Like, I think this is like the one deal with the demon (laughs) that works out. This is the, this is the Indica demon, not the Sativa demon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna couch lock Fenriel. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put Fenriel in a K hole for eternity. <laughs> yeah, that that's extremely good. That's very funny. Cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, but bad. yeah, I, I I killed him. I killed him. So uh, so yeah. Fenriel will have uh, no chill. Well, uh, Anders won't won't allow it. Either. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Anders will fight you. Then you have to take him out. Yeah. Uh, if you decide to let him uh, do that. Um, yeah, apparently that's, that's okay. Again, I don't, uh, I didn't do it this time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so I go through a door marked Fanriel's desire. So you can do either of these in any order. Um, and you step through and, um, I turned into, uh, his, his mother, uh, and you step in mm-hmm. on the scene of a uh, desire demon pretending to be his, his father. His father is a human, uh, from Tevinter, uh, who abandoned him in real life, you know, never thought of you, uh, here he's like loving and attentive and encouraging his mage studies. Like this desire demon is tempting him with the relationship that he never had. Um, and also, mm-hmm. you know, a relationship that would have helped him develop this power, uh, that may, that would make him more susceptible to the demons. Right. You have a couple of different like opportunities to basically just say, snap out of it. Hey, it's a demon. You can also try and make like a reasoned response and say like, oh, he never thought of you. Like he just abandoned you and left. You know, like just th- 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 this isn't true. There's really no reasoning with him. You just need to say like, hey, wake the fuck up because, you know, it's a it's a titty demon. She's right there. But the, <laughs> yeah, pointing out the tits. Uh, there's actually there's so that's the suboptimal way to do this, apparently. OK, um, I also didn't, never did this correctly. I just read about it. You're supposed to play along with the the vision and then poke holes in it so he will come to the conclusion himself. That's oh, huh. Um, and that in results in him like mastering his own mind and you get like a special item. Okay. Um, I didn't do that. I was just like, it's a titty demon. Yeah. Um, and that's what I did for all of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I did the, I did this wrong. 
Um, when this happened, uh, one of my, uh, I think it was Fenris, uh, defected. Mm. So I had to fight him and I had a three person party. And then later when I went to, uh, Fenriel's pride, um, which we find a demon, uh, disgu- disguised as the elder, mm-hmm. um, welcoming him to the, the tribe. Um, you can be like, no, that's a titty demon. Um, or <laughs> well, not really titty. That's a tumor demon. Yeah. Um, you know, that, uh, appealed to Aveline's pride. And mm. tempted her away from me. Um, so I ended up with just two party members at the end uh, where he begged me to kill him. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> you killed him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I, okay. I, I tranquiled this kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tranked him. Okay. No, I, I, good. I didn't do that. Uh, so I think maybe my my relationship with Aveline was high enough that she was not tempted uh, when I went to the mm-hmm. Pride. Or maybe, uh, maybe because I resolved the Pride, but possibly... I have no idea why that didn't why that didn't go for me because I had Isabella with with me. The desire demon was able to um, tempt her away with the promise of a ship. And I said, mm-hmm. no, you don't make a deal with a demon. And she's like, well, you make you know, you, there's always a chance. Um, yeah. And yeah, she'll different. <laughs> I'm different. Um, yeah. Uh, she'll come back and apologize later for uh, uh, betraying you. And you can you can say it's fine. It's a demon. That's what they do. Um, for me with Fainreel, you know, he begged me, please, please make me tranquil. I can't, I can't face this anymore. Just imagine if any time you fell asleep, you would be, um, you know, pray, pray for them. Right. Yeah. I gave him the, you know, buckle up for real life speech and say, you know, you can control this power. Um, you, you know, there's still an option for you moving to the Dalish didn't help you, but if you go to Deventure and seek training, they've, you know, they've dealt with this. They know what you are. You can, you can get through and still have a life. Um, mm-hmm. and so you wake up, Maritheri is here. So, you know, so say, hey, thank you for performing this miracle, but you have to break the news that, you know, yeah, your, your son is going to be moving even, even further away for mage yeah. college. Yeah, with the Devinders, mm-hmm. the the evil mages. Yeah, the slave mages, yeah. slave mages, slavers. Um, yeah, I, I just tranked him. Uh, he shows up in the in the gallows later, and he's oh. like, "What a lovely day." <laughs> um, you know, but we all know how much I want to be tranquil. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it was a mercy. Um, yeah, and then I everyone would apologize to me. I went to them, and I was like, "No, it's cool." Yeah, yeah. Um, the other companion quest here is a bitter pill, which is just escalating Fenris's deal i figured that's what um, it was because i be, like i did not have any relationship with fenris really so yeah. he uh it's you finding uh the second in command to the slave that owned him a slaver who owned him okay and going into her cave and hunting her down uh and killing her um it's just dragon age 2 ass shit hmm. you know um, but the, uh, the takeaway here is at the end, the slave, uh, the slave has like super Stockholm syndrome. Like okay. That, there's a slave in the cave that you can recruit. And there's this great little like moment. Like it's really the only noteworthy thing about this where you're like, come work for me. And she goes, great. And then Fenris is like, are you fucking serious? And you're like, I'm going to pay her. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, okay. And it's like, you know, rivalry friendship. <laughs> you know, like, he, he just thought you were enslaving, uh, you know, the elf girl. Yeah. Um, but this eventually becomes his like final thing with his sister in act three, which is all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never really grew to get warm on, on Fenris. Uh, here. <sighs> I did max out his rivalry because I wanted to see what would happen uh-huh. 
with that. Um, in the next quest, it was very funny because I, I read online just gaming it like he leaves you if your rivalry or friendship isn't maxed out mm -hmm. uh, at the end if you decide to side with the mages. Right. Um, and uh, so I was like, I want his rivalry to be maxed out. So in the next act, and I'll talk about this next episode too. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, the slaver comes back and is like, you know, mm, yes, give me you. And you can just be like, take him. And <laughs> Holy shit. It, That's yeah, fucking, it's pretty amazing. It's fucking appalling. Wow. It's 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 grim, and you get like twenty five rivalry points, and you can be like, on second thought, I'll fight you. <laughs> and I just I just did it to game him because one of the the dumb things about this game is that, like I said, you know, at the end I had to decide between Anders facing capital punishment, but if he did, I lost my healer for the last two bosses of the game. Uh huh. I had nobody else spec for that, and Meryl, the other mage I had, can't do it. Right. You know, so I was like, fuck that. Like it, it was this thing where I lose my my DPS warrior. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, or do I max out his rivalry so I can keep him at the end? Yeah. So I had to threaten to sell him into slavery. That's... And the only person who doesn't like it is Varric. Everybody else is basically okay with it because he's such a dick. <laughs> um, and Anders loves it. Okay. <laughs> Anders is like, all right. <laughs> Finally, Weird. something you, you know, it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's dumb. It, mm -hmm. It's, he's a, he's also a very one note yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, but just very efficacious, like very like effective in a gameplay sense. Mm -hmm. And as my my desires in this game became more and more in line with trying to get encounters over faster. Yeah, because you want to get to the conversations and the choices and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it became more important to me to have a really well-balanced and, you know, effective party. Yeah. Um, I realized I could have just put it on easy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and probably got the same But effect, you're still tapping but... through this stuff. Like the combat's still happening. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, there's some <laughs> other like secondary quests that I that, that I didn't pick up, like cave crawling, cavern of the dead, raiders on the cliffs. Like a lot of that just sounded like, okay, you get a letter from somebody and go and uh, go, go and kill some people in a place and come back mm -hmm. and they say good job. I I did any of the things that popped up as a quest. Yeah. That I that I can have. But I don't, uh, I don't remember the specifics of these. These never showed up for me. I only, okay. I, I pulled these off by like getting a big list of the quests from the wiki and then like going and crossing off the ones that I did in order to see what was left. My my guess is these ones pop up from like the Chantry board because they have that kind of like make oh, quest yeah, feel yeah. to them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Regardless of which, like no matter how many of those you do, mm -hmm. uh, like the herbalist tasks yeah um you know that, that's gonna be exciting <laughs> we get to the final quest of the of the uh, act which is called demands of the coon So this is um, what Avalyn was talking about, uh, saying, "Hey, we have these uh, we have these two elvish murderers who have basically sought asylum by converting to by, by converting to the Canari faith. Um, we need to go and resolve this. Uh, it is in the uh, you know the opinion of the city and the Viscount that this cannot be allowed to stand because literally anybody who ever commits a crime." would just run to the airshock's hands in order to not be in order to not be uh jailed is what they're saying mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. you go um, you go to the compounds 
Avalyn wants to, you know, talk with them about the murder. For me, the Aeroshock asked me to admit whether or not you know where the book is. Because I had done mm-hmm. this quest. And I say, yes, I know. I know where it is. I know who has it. I know that's what you're looking for. And he was pleased that I told the truth. Did he put that question to you? Did he ask about the book if you didn't do anything with Isabella? No. The the book is, is barely present. It's, it was mostly just talking about the murderers. Gotcha. Um, you know, Aveline says there needs to be justice. Um, he brings out the murderers and their elves um, who got revenge against the guard uh, who sexually assaulted their sister. Yes. Um, you know, they tried to report the incident, but nothing happened. And you can call Aveline out for this. And that's really uncharacteristic of Aveline. Like, mm-hmm. again, the way that this is a very on rail story. She's like, well, that may be true. I can do an investigation. And it's like, well, yeah, but this they do have a point. Yeah. And again, the way I was trying to game it, I didn't want to get the negative Aveline points because mm-hmm. I wanted to have high Aveline score. So I was like, you know, chose something diplomatic instead of like, actually, no, your guard's fucked up, which is actually what I think. Yeah. You know, if people are taking justice in their own hands at this point, that is because justice is not being yeah. done, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but I just needed to game it. Yeah. You know, there's there's some some real ludo narrative distance going on here. Yeah. It was not, you know, you didn't make a choice based on what you know about Avalyn and all the stuff you had been through. You made the choice based on what would make the numbers go the right direction. Yes. Yeah. Which is kind of bioware.txt. Yes. In some ways. Um and the the wiki definitely is that in that direction. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, yeah, you know, I like um, my attack on this was like I'm not here for an argument about this. We literally you know, like we, we cannot have you coming in here and telling us how to do what we're going to do. Um, and, you know, he says their actions are mere symptoms. Your society is the is the disease. The air shock is taking it upon himself like, hey, we need to impose Kunari order here because what I have seen in the city cannot cannot stand. He asked, what would you do in his position? And I say, you know, I would hand over the elves for arrest because like you're here in our city, dude. <laughs> yeah I, I said i would just fucking leave yeah <laughs> you know because you know why because i don't know about this fucking book <laughs> like, um and he says he can't you know can tell you recovers the object which i bar- again barely like learned about yeah um you know so he, he cannot uh he orders an attack on you yeah uh here uh which feels like an escalation uh-huh. starting a war throughout the city of the kunari uh just slaughtering you know, people uh-huh. forcing conscripting them um, as you fight your way to the keep. Yes. Um, and you went, you find like multiple scenes um, as you learn from the guard who are passing word that the Canary are gathering hostages at the keep. So like you go from the docks through all of these different wards of the city to get up there. Uh, for me, uh, when I got by Gamblin's home, the place where I lived in the first, uh, the first act, you find some gray wardens and carvers here. He's in his gray mm-hmm. warden armor and stuff like that. Um, there's not much of a chance to talk with him because obviously there's a problem to deal with. Like the great wardens just kind of got caught up in this, but you can tell him, Hey, mom's dead. And he's like, Oh, I know. Okay. That was awkward. <laughs> okay. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you don't have, if you know, your sibling is not a great warden, you just run into some great wardens for no reason. Oh, it's fun. a little weird. Yeah. And they're like, I'm off, we're off to resolve a different game that you're not going to learn about. Yeah. Um, this is the, we first meet, uh, Knight Commander Meredith here, who yeah. is you know one of the major antagonists of the game. This is the first time we've uh, seen her two thirds of the way through the game. <laughs> yep, Orizno, uh, Orsino, uh, here, uh, who show up and save you from uh, you know she saves you from a Canary Mage. Mm-hmm. Um, we save the uh, Seer, the primary yes. uh, head of the circle here, mm-hmm. and they're arguing about who will lead the charge into the keep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't take a side here; I just say I'll do it as well. Yep. 
Um, <laughs> it's like you, you literally all I have ever heard is you guys bickering uh, with each other. So I'm just going to, you know, take initiative here and try and cut you out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, we head in and as an opening move, the air shock throws the head of the Viscount to the crowd. It's a bold strategy. <laughs> the bold strategy. Let's see how it works out for him. Um, you know, calls the, the people, uh, these nobles here, cattle, mm-hmm. uh, that feed and feed without recognizing that the hills are bare. Um, I mean, he has a know. point. We talked about all the slums. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. The, the, you do have four slums here. Yeah. Um, so the way this works without Isabella is, uh, you, you fight him and then he, uh, if you have, if you have a high enough approval with him or if you have Fenris uh-huh. with you, you can do a, a duel. Uh, with him otherwise you fight him and his honor guard at the same time yeah uh i had fenris with me and i had high enough opinion of the era shock mm-hmm. so i did the duel yeah fight uh, isabella is not part of this but tell me about the isabella part of this because that's definitely more interesting than me just fighting doing this one-on-one <laughs> boss fight right right so i ended up doing the one-on-one boss fight as well um and i think i would have had high enough approval uh to get the duel regardless um but we start off by fighting some of his honor guard um, and then Isabella shows up, um, you know, to kind of save the day. She's doing a little bit of a face turn here by handing over the relic. Uh, she will only do this if, uh, your relationship is strong enough with her in either direction. Basically like, mm-hmm. oh, if she either likes you or respects you, she understands that she always had the power to defuse this. Maybe this isn't too little too late. Um, she hands mm-hmm. over the book and the air shock is pleased, but it's not enough. Uh, to just get the book back um you know it's not all all's well that ends well he wants us to hand over isabella uh to basically be subject to canary law <laughs> um and mm-hmm. I, I recognize i'm a little bit of a hypocrite here because i refused to hand her over <laughs> when i was yeah, asking yeah. him to hand over the elves um and uh the only way out of this uh is a duel uh with the era shock which is real tough when you're a mage actually yeah th- this is hard um apparently uh, according to the wiki, mages actually have it the easiest. Oh, weird. With this, warriors have the hardest time because he has these huge uh, stunning attacks. Yeah. That hit. Um, I had to game this in an r- absolutely ridiculous way, uh, running around. Same. I had, uh, to, I, had, I had to kite him uh, and like lure. It was almost like fighting the flame lurker or something like that. I had to like goad him into doing the right attack where he would be caught in an animation so I could get enough distance to fire off uh, to fire off spells. For me, it was all about waiting for recharges, and it made me think of the um, the cooldown on healing and stamina potions, and this is real dumb. Like, get that they don't want you just to be able to spam heal uh-huh. through a fight, but that's why I, I did not give justice to Anders, because I didn't want to lose my healer. Right. Because it was my only source of healing, and it's on that really, really harsh cooldown. I think there should have been skill tree things that decreased that cooldown. Yeah, yeah. Or allowed you to, to spec more for that, like... It just made this uh, very tedious and dumb. Right. Like this thing that was supposed to be this big epic duel that's in the trailer, uh-huh. you know, for, for this game, uh, was just me figurating around these pillars until my strong attacks recharge or my heal recharged. Yeah. Uh, so uh-huh. I could fight him. It took me a couple tries. It was the, the first time I died in the game. Mm-hmm. I was here. Yeah. Took me a handful of tries as well before I realized I could uh, lock him into animations. Um Yeah. But yeah, it just uh, it was it was pretty tough, and like it's weird to have those to have the, the these two things at odds, where the duel is necessarily more climactic, right? You know, here is you know this main mover and shaker and Kirkwall versus this invader who has brought everything to a head 
right? Like that should be the preferable, preferable way to do it. And you would think, okay, he's alone. This is a, you know, like this, this will be easier. seems to me the easiest path is to have your entire party there. Like you don't oh, want to, you don't want to get into the duel because like you rely on having the entire party acting as a unit. It's not that game. Yeah. You know, and the, and the honor guard are chumps. Right. Like everybody who isn't a boss in this game is a total chump. Yeah. You know, so, um, when you do this, as he's dying, he says the Canari will return. Mm-hmm. Um, they still haven't done the, like the Canari game. Like they're not a huge part of inquisition. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's probably dragon age four. If I had to guess, just because it's the big plot thing they haven't done. Right. Right. Um, right. And again, there's that limiting factor. They, they, they may, they may just go back to the, go back to the dark spawn. <laughs> like, I mean, I would not be surprised. I think that, I mean, the ends, the DLC for inquisition is about elves. Okay. Ancient elves, but it's huh. like, man, give me the Kunari game. Cause this yeah. is the, definitely the most interesting thing you've ever done mm-hmm. and ever will do. Um, <laughs> so the Kunari soldiers file out, uh, Meredith says, uh, Kirkwall has a new champion as if that's a thing. Because yeah. it is. Cause uh-huh. now you're the champion of Kirkwall. They build a statue of you and everything. Yeah. You're the, you're the defender of the city. You're its paragon. Yeah. Um, it's a big deal because air shock, that's one of three. There are three air shocks. Yes. Uh, that's a position. So you just taken out a third of the leadership of this entire people, mm-hmm. this entire religion. No. Um, we go to the interrogation. Uh, Cassandra mentions that Hawk defeating the air shock in single combat is romantic. And Varric accuses her of hero worship. Yes. This is going to be characterization that blooms a little bit in inquisition. Yeah. Uh, if you're extremely patient. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it does pay off in inquisition. Yeah. Uh, the character stuff yeah. is, is the, is the thing that you would play inquisition for. Yeah. Um, and Cassandra's uh, a good character. If, gathering 10 of everything is yeah. the other reason why you <laughs> riding a horse badly yeah yeah um so uh cassandra says she believes your story so far but it goes against the official version right the chantry had come to believe um tell the end of the story and this brings us into act three and the end of this episode yep uh we'll begin to act three and the dlc next episode mm-hmm um thank you so much for listening i uh, hope that you uh, stick around to uh hear us talk about the conclusion um and the dlc the dlc is not what i expected it to be actually i i'm having a really hard time deciding if i like the dlc or not it's tough um, i don't I th- like the assassin one the legacy has a little bit more to chew on but also it like it it, it has so it has such so many hooks into inquisition that it's hard not to feel that stink yes. on it. Yeah. It's, it's real lore heavy in yeah. a way that it was hard for my eyes to gloss you know, not gloss over. And then it's, it's a big dungeon crawl with, mm-hmm. you know, traps and puzzles and stuff, but the quote unquote traps, quote unquote puzzles are all like just very, you know, dead simple. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I'm I'm happy that I did it, and I'm, I'm happy I had an excuse to because like legacy is where they put the interesting combat encounters. <laughs> you know this yeah this two hour piece of content in a fifty hour game. <laughs> so. It's it's weird too because it's I'm glad that they got to have their their take on a uh, like a prestige dungeon. Yeah, is how I would I would call that DLC, but it's still limited. Yeah, like Bioware love to build these little walls for themselves and then, you know, this mold and anything they do can only fit in that mold. Yeah. So like the, the combat encounters are more interesting. There are like more interesting ambushes. Um, there's a couple of more interesting enemy types, but that more interesting is just judging on the Dragon Age 2 curve. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this guy is is hardier from the front and I have to attack him from the back. <laughs> the most like, basic. That's, that's like, yeah. That, <laughs> That's fucking, uh, you know, Zelda one characters and yeah, that's Zelda one, you know, and it's, it's finally aspiring to that. 
Yeah. You know, it, it's just, it's, it's really too little too late. Like mm-hmm. they just, they really didn't do themselves any favor with the skeleton of this thing. Right. I right. think, you know, so, um, yeah, we'll be back with that next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be uh, real fun. Mm-hmm. Our premium episode yeah. uh, this month uh, will be Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Boy, I'm really excited to go back into the Forgotten Realms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, where there are, there's incident. <laughs> and there are more than one conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, things again, I don't think we shouted out uh, Mitch, yes. episode, who executive produced this episode. Thank uh-huh. you. If you would like to executive produce an episode or just support us, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV. Yeah. Um, where you can uh, support your boys and get mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff in return. Yeah, absolutely. We really appreciate it. Uh, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcast or Podcast Addict are both very uh, appreciated. Mm-hmm. Telling your friends, very appreciated. Yeah. Um, yeah. And stay tuned for announcements about uh, Duckstream very yes. soon. Yeah. Um, here, uh, with, I think we will announce it this week. So, um, yeah. Um, and I think that's about it. I think so. Um, Uh, what should they watch out for? So until next time, watch out for, um, blood mages or evil Templars and no points in between.